Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I'll be your host. Today's guest is Kathy Hackle. Kathy has been a guest of mine and several times, and you have heard several of her interviews. If you haven't, go back and hear some of the past episodes. Kathy is a futurist when it comes to public relations, augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality, and technology in general. In past episodes, we've talked about how AR and VR is impacting the public relations and marketing world. In this episode, Kathy gives us an update on where we stand post-COVID and how AR, VR, XR, MR are all integrating into our everyday work life. Find out all the details in this episode and more, and also pick up Kathy's next book, Mark Your Calendars, it comes out in December, called The Augmented Workforce. Welcome, Kathy, and namaste. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets, the podcast. Today, I am here with Kathy Hackle. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Lisa. Thanks for having me. So if you've been listening to Social PR Secrets, the podcast, you might have noticed that Kathy has been one of my previous guests, probably the most visited back, right? Most invited back. (laughs) Kathy and I go way back also. But just, I want to just kind of let you know her title. So she is a futurist when it comes to PR, XR, MR, VR, AR, and originally starting in television and journalism. So Kathy, just go a little bit deeper. Tell us where you started and where you are today and about your book coming out. Yeah. So, um, and thanks for having me back. I mean, I, I guess that means I'm a good guest. You are, you are. <laughs> you keep having me back. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I started in journalism. I always say I started in storytelling and um, I always knew I wanted to be a journalist. I thought I wanted to be on TV. I, you know, I majored in broadcast, worked for companies like CNN, ABC News, Discovery Channel, both in front of the camera and behind the camera. And um and, you know, and then I actually, you know, through, through life, I decided to pivot into PR and marketing. And I did that for a few years and then went into tech. Um, but my story of tech on how I got there is, is quite interesting and it's related to my time in television. Um, so back in 2004, I was working for CNN and part of my role was to look at all the raw footage that was coming in from the war in Iraq. Right. So you can imagine yeah. Lisa, just not, Record. you know, things that were just not pleasant. So I, I always say I was a Facebook moderator before there were Facebook moderators. Um, and you know, when you have that kind of role, when you do something like that, you have to turn your humanity dial just a little bit, right, to get by. And um, it wasn't until about five years ago when I went to a conference like we used to in the past, <laughs> before COVID, and uh, put on a virtuality headset and went into an experience called Confinement by The Guardian. And um, you know, it puts you in a solitary confinement cell that's six by nine meters and prisoners spend 90% of their time. And, you know, within seconds, Lisa, I was just completely claustrophobic and you've done experiences. So yes, yes. Yeah. So I took the headset off. Um, I was transformed. I, I said, this is the future of storytelling on some level. Uh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And fast forward, um, here I am, uh, you know, for the people that don't know me, I've been in the VR, AR industry for several years, um, considered one of the top women in the space. Uh, I've built, you know, I've worked with companies like HTC Vive, Magic Leap. I was Oculus Launchpad in 2017, which is a special uh, cohort that they had for fellows. 
And it's been a wild ride. It has. And I have to also plug your book, Marketing New Realities, which I wrote the forward to. So this book is awesome for if you're in the marketing, digital marketing field, public relations, branding, any type of communications. If you just really want to get the, I don't want to say the basics, but like the real deal on AR, VR, XR, MR, which augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality. And what's that last one? Extended reality, Extended depends reality. on who you ask, but yeah. I would say all the R's to come and all, all the, the R's to come. Yes, yes. And, you know, you, you also put on a conference. Was that mm-hmm. a year ago now or two years ago? That was ago? November of 2018. Yeah. So, ago, but. yeah. And that was a, an amazing, very forward thinking mm-hmm. conference. Um, and so here we are today. And what's what's happening now? Like what, how are, how do you see AR, VR and MR and XR fitting into the Marcom um, place of being? Yeah, I see several things. Um, one of them is a huge acceleration towards adoption. Um, you know, I feel like in many industries, technology has been advanced quickly. We've, you know, we've advanced two years into the future when it comes to tech um, in the last two months, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Definitely. I think we're all on Zoom now. And, you know, so the same thing with AR and VR. I mean, there's there's companies um, like LibreStream, which is a, a company that offers AR and AI-driven solutions to the enterprise. And they've they've just raised a good amount of money. And I mean, they've seen their they've seen their their workload like increase 300x in the last months because of, really? because of the pandemic. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, so, um, so it's not a question of like, you know, is this technology here? No, it's here. It's here to stay. It's going to get further accelerated. Um, so I'm seeing that also for collaboration, um, you know, going into a virtual space, whether it's an augmented reality or in, 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 in virtual reality and be able to have meetings and have that sense of presence is another exciting part. I mean, we're both friends with, with Nava Berg, who's like a social VR goddess. Yes. Um, yeah. She's going she's gonna to be on the show. She's just waiting to get her scheduled. Oh, that's great. So anyone listening, you need to tune into that episode. She's yeah. fantastic. Um, but, you know, that having that sense of presence and, and kind of um, feeling like you're really there without being there, I think that's going to be huge. Um, another thing that I've really gotten into and, and I've been, I've started to contribute to Forbes. Um, they reached out to me and asked me to be a contributor to their CMO network. So uh, I've been writing some really futuristic things, and one of my latest stories is called Marketing to Robots, Why CMOs Need to Start Thinking About Business to Robot to Consumer, so B2R2C, <laughs> wow. not R2D2, no, B2R2C. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and how, you know, the, the gist of that and what I'm seeing there, Lisa, is that you know, as our virtual assistants and virtual beings and all these different, you know, types of virtualized um, things that are happening in our lives and the more we get used to them and the more we use them, uh, they will become these gatekeepers. They will become, uh, you know, the gatekeepers between brands and consumers. And they're going to know what we need before we need it. And eventually it's going to be up to businesses, whether it's, you know, marketers or PR comms, to have to in some way market to these, to these uh, robots, you know, so very interesting trend uh, coming up. What brands are doing this or what brands can you see being the first to market or the first to implement and try this out? Yeah. um, We're starting to see, you know, several examples of this. Um, So, you know, I actually, another article I just wrote for Forbes um, deals exactly with, with this topic 
Um, there's, for example, uh, an organization called the AI Foundation, mm-hmm. and they've been partnering with Deepak Chopra and Sir Richard Branson to create virtual AIs of themselves. And uh, they recently, you know, worked on an AI chef that will be launching soon. And the AI chef actually um, learns about what you have in your home, learns about what you've been purchasing, helps you cook, um, you know, more so than just Alexa, because this is an embodied, uh, let's say an embodied um, AI. Uh, so, so very interesting. I think you're going to seeing a trend, be seeing a trend there. That's interesting. People think at first people are like, what are you talking about marketing to robots? This is crazy. And once they go read the article, they're like, okay, this makes total sense to me. We're going to have to all go read that article for sure. So it makes yeah. me think, are we going to be writing and pitching press releases to robots? Possibly. I mean, if you look at all the people getting fired from, uh, you know, from the press, from, from press, I mean, New York Times, you name it, uh, right? Microsoft, their whole news department uh, got fired. So, you know, media, both internally and externally, yes, you will be in some point having to pitch, uh, you know, your product or your communications to, or your messages to uh, these virtual beings and entities. So I definitely find that very interesting. Another thing is, is interesting, I think, for the PR and and comms people is, and I've said this since, you know, for, for years, you've heard me say it. Yeah. Um, ever since I launched the, the world's first holographic press release, um, I said, look, eventually with media, they're all investing in, in augmented reality, virtual reality, whether you're New York Times, Washington Post, USA Today, Weather, Weather Channel, you name it, um, even ESPN, all of them, right? They're using AR in some level. So if you're a smart PR agency or PR company, you're going to start providing them these 3D assets. Uh, whether it's a volumetric scan of your CEO giving, you know, giving during their, uh, during your shareholders meeting, or whether it's 3D assets of your latest building that's going to go in downtown, um, it's going to be a way for you to pitch uh, and get in, get in the news faster. Awesome. Yeah. And so let's just backtrack a second. Um, you talked about some of the, the, the collaboration and the different rooms that we could use, you know, let's just say, instead of it's a different experience than we're, we're actually talking right now and we can see each other thanks to Zoom, but you could go into Facebook. We used to have Facebook spaces. So now what's the next big thing coming from Facebook that might, do we know that's going to be the next Facebook spaces and where can somebody go and create a room for their business and, and collaborate if they wanted to right now with the right equipment? Well, Facebook had announced uh, Facebook Horizon. Oh, right. Facebook um, but, right. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of information on that. I think, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, there's definitely other apps out there where you can have these kind of virtual meetings. Uh, I would say there's one called Spatial, which I've used a lot and it's free. Uh, spatial.io. And you can use it on your Oculus Quest. I believe in desktop, but I'm not sure about that. Um, and then Magic Leap, which is the, the company I used to work for that makes augmented reality glasses. So we put on the glasses. They're a little steampunk looking, kind of funky, um, but you can see reality. And we would have our sales meetings, our sales teams meetings in spatial. So um, I'll give you this funny anecdote. Um, my daughter heard me in the office. I'm wearing my Magic Leap glasses, which are, you know, behind me. If, if you know, I'm, we're not doing video, but they're right behind me. And um, she came in and she was like, who are you talking to, mom? And I took my magic leap off and I put it on her. And all of a sudden she sees about 10 to 12 of my coworkers avatars. That's so funny. <laughs> in my office in a spreadsheet. And she said, whoa, mom, you're actually having a meeting. And I said, yes, honey, the start of the meetings of the future. So she left and she was like, okay, so now when I hear mom and she's wearing her headset, I know she's busy. 
Um, so that's one. Um, I tried out, I tried out one today actually, um, called Teo, T-E-E-O-H. I believe that's how you spell it. Had a, it wasn't a job interview. Um, it was more kind of like an advisor interview <laughs> for a company, um, in, in the platform. And that was pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty easy to use. Uh, you can use it on your iPad or your iPhone or your Android and, um, yeah. And it was cool. It felt like I was in person, you know, without necessarily being in person. So. And if you're in the public relations field, what do you suggest to get started just to educate yourself? I mean, we could go buy your book, mm-hmm. but should we get a headset? I mean, I, I have my headset when I, when I was teaching um, mm-hmm. yoga and virtual reality and kind of playing around in Facebook spaces just to learn the different platforms, just to learn the lingo and, you know, be able to talk the talk. And, you mm-hmm. know, what, what would you recommend if there was something you wanted to add to the list? Yeah, I would definitely say if you can get your hands on an Oculus Quest, that's probably the headset I would buy um, for an entry level. Oculus Go, which is a, the lower tier one, is actually, uh, Oculus is not going to support it um, in a couple months, so I wouldn't invest money on, on that one. But definitely, you know, that um, following, you know, folks like me or Nava that are very much involved in the industry and reading what we're talking about, um, definitely, I think it's valuable uh, in exploring. You know, uh, not too long ago, I was having conversations with, uh, the CEO of a big PR firm about how to use VR for media training, right? Um, yeah. So instead of doing the media training where you, you know, you do role play, live action, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Role play. I love that. It, yeah. You're doing it in VR and actually putting the person in this studio and shining the lights on them or what have you. So, um, So I definitely think there's a lot of application there. And also coming from your experience um, being on the media side and the journalism side, now yeah. you were on the PR side and now you're on the more of the tech side. What advice do you give for reaching out and getting media coverage, pitching the media in today's climate? Yeah, I mean, innovation goes a long way. I think, um, you know, if you're doing something truly innovative, uh, think about how to pitch that, how to make it sound more innovative. Uh, go to the industry, you know, the industry publications as well. Um, if you're doing anything in AR and VR, why not share it with industry publications in AR and VR instead of just thinking, you know, big tech wired. I mean, great. It's great if you're getting wired, right? But why not also um, add some of those industry publications? Um, definitely, you know, sharing your news with business influencers within the industry. Um, you know, obviously, you and I both know influencer marketing is huge and micro influencers are very important. So definitely, you know, having them promote your message as well. Those are great tips. And you said that you're writing a, um, you're a contributor for Forbes and writing a column for CMOs. So what does today's CMO need to know about this type of technology and adapting it into their marketing plan? Well, you know, one of the things they need to know is that it's here, it's not moving. Um, lots of brands are already experimenting with it. Uh, you need to be prepared. And this is the, the main reason I say this is the following. Once Apple or Facebook come to market with augmented reality glasses, and they will because they've said so, um, then they're, you know, every marketing department and agency is going to go like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? But if you prepare beforehand and you have your team of creatives and your marketing team start to think about how do you tell stories on a totally different um, plane, like it's not a linear plane, but a spatial plane. You start to think about that, then you'll be better prepared, right? It'll be the same thing as when mobile came out. Oh, that will never take off. Right. (laughs) I don't need to be on mobile. (laughs) I don't need to be on social. I mean, I've heard it all, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't need to do AR, VR. I'm like, maybe VR, I don't know 100% if you need to do VR, 
but augmented reality, once those come out, it's game over. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it'll be, you know, you need to prepare yourself for what's coming because marketing, marketing will be a totally different ball game. Yeah. And I think one of the topics you hit on are the key keywords, creative. And so yeah. there's so much you can do from a creative standpoint. And even, I mean, one of the ways that we dabbled in it would, when we would go on Facebook spaces and I would, you could take photos of you, your avatar mm-hmm. in different backgrounds and, you know, it looked I mean, it was just so cool. And so we use that as our featured image for our blog posts. And it would be just a way to, uh, for us to experiment with art and creating things that in, in, in virtual reality. And it just, it was so cool. So I think that if anybody could go and experiment with yeah. how, how, what that looks like and what that feels like to actually do it, even if it's just like playing around and like writing your name and you mm-hmm. know, playing games or meeting somebody you know, in, on, on some sort of platform and interacting with them. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, I think it's Chris Milk, who's a famous VR producer, says uh, talking about virtual reality is like dancing about architecture. Yeah, <laughs> it's very hard. You won't really understand it until you put on a headset and experience it. And it's more than just going to, which we did this together. We went to the Star Wars um, virtual reality. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was so fun. But it's more than that. It's not just yeah. the gaming VR side of it. It's, it's really the, the creative and, and content creation side and social VR side and all yeah. the different, you know, the training side, you, you know, the ways that you can tell your story is the, mm-hmm. your, you know, that's how you started talking about this is storytelling. And, and instead of doing the press release, you can, you know, get a headset and send a headset, you know, and meet somebody in VR and like yeah. explain to them, you know, here's what it feels like to, you know, I'm just using the example, be depressed mm-hmm. because that's one yeah. of the examples that, you know, here's, you know, it's just, there's so many, it's the, the emotions involved are just surreal. You have yeah. to just get in there. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I think it's, it's truly impactful. It's a totally different way to tell stories. And, um, and I think that the, one of the biggest things that people can take away from our conversation and make it all, make it all make sense. Um, is basically what you're seeing is we have our digital personas, right? Who we are some, we are one person on social media and we are a different person in our physical world. And what's slowly happening is that we're slowly merging that physical and, and, and virtual at the same time. So, um, and you'll see this with younger children on Fortnite, on Animal Crossing, on Roblox, um, their identity goes beyond just their physical selves, right? So what you're seeing is this merging and with augmented reality, once we have those glasses and once, you know, once, once the world is really the stage, once the world really is the billboard, that is going to change marketing communications. Yeah. And I mean, I think a great example of augmented reality 101 is just when Snapchat hit, you know, the apps and you're able to create all this different type of, you know, using augmented reality with all of these lenses and filters. And, you know, that really brought it to mainstream and, you know, yeah. more of a, more on the consumer level, but you can get an idea through, through that as just yeah. like your most basic example. Well, and when you, when you look at the signals and you look at the horizon, if you look at what Apple announced not too long ago with Apple clips, right? These little QR codes that are round and you're going to be look, pointing your phone at. What they're really doing here, Lisa, is training people to look at those codes through their camera. And eventually what they're going to be is going to be round glasses. <laughs> um, and people are going to look at those codes and access information. So they're being trained to, to have this behavior. Um, you know, they're priming, the, they're priming their consumers. And the more people use these Apple clips, the more data they will have as to when the market is ready. So and, very smart move. 
What are some other examples of, of like the Apple Clips examples that maybe would be something that is on the horizon or here that is accessible to, to experiment with? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really interesting question. I think thinking about, many people have usually heard the term digital twin, right? More on an enterprise or manufacturing con, you know, concept. Um, but that really is, we are creating our digital twins. We already have kind of our digital footprints and our digital twins. So starting to think about that and, and you know, maybe, and, and you know, it's hard for me to kind of like talk about today because I always live in the future. You know <laughs> me, I'm out on the fringe. Um, so that was like, okay, well, let's think about today. Right. Um, but one thing I'll tell you, like if someone's listening to this and they work with their CEO, starting to think about, you know, who owns the CEO's twit tweets, um, is the CEO someone that you're eventually going to want to bring back as a hologram for a shareholders meeting? Like there's so many things there to think about in that virtualized world, um, that is very relevant to communications and PR. It so is. And it reminds me, um, I'm going to put this in the show notes because you're just talking about like the whole hologram example yeah. and, you know, creating a hologram of ourselves so we don't have to actually physically go to a meeting, especially now with COVID travel is basically mm -hmm. at a standstill. It's never been more relevant and, and more like, okay, we need this now. Now it's a yeah. necessity. What is the name of the video? Um, it was, I think it was by Microsoft that just shows that kind of story of like, collaboration um, in, a, in a retail, they're building out a retail experience and. Yeah, that was uh, Microsoft HoloLens. Yeah, yeah. So they're so, doing that, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm gonna put that in the show notes because I think it's just such a great visual mm -hmm. of what the future is, you know, yeah. sooner than later it, it's happening. And I think, you know, COVID is, is pushing it forward quicker. I'll give you a cool example of today, from today, yeah. like a case study okay. that literally just came out. Um, there's a startup out of the UK called Synthesia, I can't pronounce, Synthesia. Um, and what they do is they're using AI um, to create these videos where someone, for example, let's say I'm a, an important YouTuber and I record my video in English. Uh, using their technology, the video is actually able to be seen in China, in Chinese, with the YouTuber moving their lips in a natural way that looks like they're speaking Chinese. Wow. Right. That's so it's so super cool. powerful. Yeah. And they just did a, a, a campaign with Snoop Dogg. Um, there was a, an agency that hired Snoop Dogg to do a video of a company called Just Eat. Um, and um, they recorded the video, et cetera. And Just Eat's subsidiary in Australia is called Menulog. And instead of having to, they recorded the, the ad, the, the, you know, the, the commercial only, in, only saying Just Eat. But using this technology, they were able to use uh, the AI to actually have the commercial say menu log, uh, have Snoop say menu log, and have everything say menu log in a very natural way. You wouldn't even notice wow. through AI. And I thought that was powerful, but huge cost savings, cost savings for the brand right there. Like you don't have to shoot it twice. Um, so imagine, I think that you were going to probably see that being used, um, being used more and more. Yeah. And I think... I was just watching on um, over the weekend on the Today Show just how movies are now going back to being, you know, going yeah. back into production and they're trying to save money and not have to do as many takes because mm -hmm. it just, everything is so much more expensive and social distancing. So that seems like a perfect example of, you know, instead of yeah. having to correct something, they could just go in and use AI to, to do it. Mm -hmm. So, so interesting. Yeah. We could go on forever. Yeah. Right. So um, exciting Kathy, times ahead <laughs> it is so you are the 
futurist woman. And you are also coming out with a book this fall or December called Augmented Workforce. So if you could just give us a couple quick insights into that, and I, I know that our time is coming to a close. So what, what does yeah. the augmented workforce look like? Yeah, so the book's called The Augmented Workforce, How AI, AR, and 5G Will Impact Every Dollar You Make. Um, and, and basically it's a look at, you know, I think people are always obsessed with thinking about these technologies replacing workers. And while there is a level of automation, a level of uh, workers being replaced, there is a level of replacement. There's also a level that is complementary, right? These technologies will augment our workers, will allow them to do their works better and more proficiently. And that's kind of what the book alludes to, alludes to that part uh, of looking at how these technologies were being used, how are they being used, how will they be used in the future? And um, one of the reasons that you know we created that title, and this is a funny story, um, is because I, we were thinking, my co-author John Bazell and I were thinking, if I were in an airport, you know, which we're obviously not traveling right now, but if I were at, at an airport and I saw a business book, what title would I, you know, what book would I grab? So we said, okay, we came up with the title. We said it was super catchy, super perfect for kind of what we're attempting to do. So, so definitely, you know, it's a business book. It's for leaders. It's for managers, it's for everyone interested in better understanding how these technologies are going to impact their industries, how they're being used and you know, what's to come. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to put it on the list for the future pickup. Um, and then for now, we'll put your marketing, your realities on the list and any other tips or any other books or sources you want to share with us and no, definitely follow me on LinkedIn. I'm one of the top technology voices on LinkedIn. So share great content there. Um, yeah, I have a newsletter on LinkedIn as well. So follow me there. Lots of uh, crazy, amazing content. Kathy Hackle, thank you so much for giving us all this futurist news and trends. And hopefully you will be back again. We'll I hope so. Maybe you. next time I'll send my avatar. Yes, send your avatar. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, our holograms will meet each other, right? There we go. I love that. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, awesome. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.